Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Are there certain dogs that are just not good family pets? All right, you can text us at 087-188-0008 or you can WhatsApp at 087-188-0008. I have a small rescue dog and the amount of big dogs I see unmuzzled scares me. Hmm. Listening to Niall there, and I believe his opinion is incredibly ignorant, and people like him are of no help to dog owners. Ah, grand, yeah. Well, come on there and talk about it if you want to. And the person says, I had an English bull for ten years, and you couldn't meet a nicer, placid animal. There's no malice in them at all. And they're always, uh, as I also always had German shepherds, and again, no problem with one. It's how you treat the dog. I, By the way, did I say there was anything wrong with a bull, dog, or a uh, German shepherd? Or any of those dogs, for the matter, that matter. I just said I don't believe they're suitable for when you've got young children around. Um, Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How do you Michael? I know. They are suitable when you have kids around. It doesn't matter what dog you have. It's how you bring the dog up. Doesn't, it could be a Rockweiler. You could have a Rockweiler from when it's a bit, when it's a pup. You bring it up the way you want it to bring it up. That's the way it will be. And would you leave a Rockweiler in the room with a four-year-old? Would you? Hello? Yeah, would you leave a Rottweiler in a room with a four-year-old? Of course I would. Would you? Honestly? Honestly. I mean... I mean yeah, well, I wouldn't. I'd leave a Rottweiler in a room with a Yorkshire Terrier. No, hold, hold, hold on a second. You could have a Yorkshire Terrier who would tear that four-year-old to bits. And the Honestly. Uh, use your head, Micah, will you? No, use your head. I, I'm, I'm not saying the Rottweiler is more likely to attack the child. And I'm not saying the Rottweiler is a bad dog to have. It's probably a wonderful dog. It's from the start, Miles. Honestly, it is from the exact start when you bring the dog up. Absolutely. A- and, and most yes. Rottweilers are probably wonderful dogs and wonderful family pets. Like a big baby, you could have a Rottweiler like a big Absolutely. baby. Absolutely. But I don't want to see a child's head in its mouth. Nobody won't put its head in its mouth if you train it from the very start. It's how you train a dog. There should be no such thing as Dangerous Dog Act. None. There should be no such thing as the Dangerous Dog Act. Or the contro- no. Well, it's not called the Dangerous Dog Act. It's called the Controlled Breeds, but however, yeah. But uh, Controlled Breeds, all breeds. You could have a Jack Russell. You could have a little... But, Michael, are you missing the point, right? The point is no. that if you... All dogs, by the way, are unpredictable. All dogs, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of they're, course. A, they're animals, right? Okay. Now... If your child is in a room and happens to be in a room on its own for whatever reason, maybe you're doing something and you just forget for a split second and it's in the room with a Jack Russell or, you know, a Yorkshire Terrier or yeah. a little poodle or something like that and the dog goes bonkers and attacks the child, right? Yeah. At worst, the child is going to be scarred for life, right? At worst, the child probably be scarred for life. Maybe a bite on the leg, bite on the arm, down, get a tetanus shot, a few stitches, whatever, right? You leave the child in a room with a bigger dog, a German Shepherd, uh, Rottweiler, uh, a staff, for example, and that do- dog goes bonkers. The child will be dead. Yeah, but how do you mean the dog goes bonkers? But like, what's going to make the dogs go bo- make the dog go bonkers? Because I mean, they're like, unpre- because they're unpredictable. The best dogs and the most placid dogs in the world have lost the rag. Yeah, but there, there, there have to be something that makes it do that. Absolutely. Okay, ourselves. the child is three or four, and he goes over and sticks his finger in the dog's arse or the dog's eye. Well, the dog, the dog will turn on us. Of course. Dog, if you stick it, if you jump course, on a that, dog, isn't that the point I'm making? Children are unpredictable too, you know. But any dog, any dog. If Absolutely, you but you're missing the point I'm making. That I'm not having a go at the dog. I'm just saying a bigger dog, a more powerful dog, 
or um, well, a dog with stronger jaws, for example, is more likely to do more damage to the child. I agree. Okay. But that, Thank I you. agree with that. I agree with That's that. That's the point I'm I, trying to make. Yes, but still, listen to my point. You're saying a bigger dog with bigger jaws will turn on and uh, turn on the child and will do it more damage. Of course, but you could have a smaller dog and a pet dog, or you could have an Alsatian, or you could have a little Jack Russell. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's the way you bring the dog up. I'm telling you from the very I, start. I'm, I'm not missing your point, Michael, and I know what you're saying. And it is important that you're a responsible owner and you bring the dog up to be able to accept a certain amount of abuse, if that's what you want to call it, from the child, to ignore the child if the child pulls the dog's bowl out from under him while he's eating or whatever. It's important you, you jump teach... on its belly, you jump on its belly or whatever you well, do. Whatever, yes. It's important you teach the dog to not to react to those things. But in saying that, the point is... Dogs are unpredictable. A hundred percent. So what are you saying? I, this is what I need what to know. I, what I'm saying if is, if, if, if I've you... got young children and I want to introduce a dog to young children, I personally would not be bringing in a Bull Mastaff, a Doberman, a German Shepherd, Nile, Nile, any of those jump... dogs that are likely to do more damage. Nile, if you ju- this is really important. You hear me out on this. 20 seconds. If you jump on an Alsatian's belly, if you're a child, you'll get this naturally. If you do it to a little pomeranian, is it pomeranian? Whatever, or yeah, you're going to get yeah. bit. Yeah. You're going to get bit too, regardless of whether they're on the... the, the and the, the and which one is going to do more damage when it bites? They're rock fighter because it's a bigger dog. Absolutely, so why would you want to take that risk? But same as us, the bigger the person. But the point is, the Dangerous Dogs Act, the Alsatian... The, Do- the Doberman, etc., etc. You've, ad- you've just admitted, Michael, those dogs will do more damage. So for that reason, that's why they're on the control breed list. I, no, listen, I, I've admitted that if you jump on a dog, regardless mm. of what type of dog it is, it's going to hurt you. If it's a bigger dog, you're going to get a bigger bite. Yeah. That's what I've admitted. But I've not admitted that a dog that's on the D- Dangerous Dogs Act is going to do any more damage than a little Jack Russell would. Well, okay, well, you, cause I know you're contradicting yourself a little bit, but stay, well, stay there, Michael, for a second. Let me go to Andy as well. Andy, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Andy? Good evening, Al. How are you? Andy, how are you? Well, I have a million, a million points to make, so I'll try and make this as quick as possible. But uh, number one, um, I, I, I'd sort of say, one, dogs are predictable, okay? So I don't particularly believe dogs are unpredictable. Uh, I'd say that if you jump on a staff... Uh, they are so subservient as a breed to people because they're bred as a fighting dog that they they will sort of they won't turn on the person. They'll turn on a dog as quick as another dog as quick as you like, or a cat, and they'll tear it to bits. And I have two dogs, right? And 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 both of them have bit people, right? And and you know, in various in in different scenarios that like, I've sort you, of explained you, before. You, you told me before that one of your dogs bit your children on, yep. the, on the face. And, and and that was my retriever cross, who is um, my my son, who's now sort of teenage age, sort of you know, calls a dog a weirdo, but he loves him to bits, you know. Um, and that was all God six seven years ago, whatever. You know, and he, he did a fair ago. bit of damage, and and it was required plastic surgery, um, which thank God, thanks to the wonderful plastic surgeon down in Crumlin Hospital, um, he, he did a, he did did a job on his lip, and you, and you can't you can really hardly see a thing, you know. Um, but it, it looked horrific at the time. Um, so, you know, there, there's a number of things. If you're going to have a dog, you know, you need to accept that dog 
can bite. That's that's a foregone. Why, four why did he bite your four. son that time? Remind me again. Because my dog blew in his ear when he was having to sleep. I think I told you that one. If you if you haven't, your, your son blew dog, the dogs the dogs ear. Yeah, and if if I blew in your ear now, when you have yeah, I probably turn around and give you a box. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said last time, and, and yeah. that's the principle. Because but, but is that, that, is that, that what the point I'm trying to make? That's a predictable Kids reaction. Are, but uh, is that the point I'm making? Kids are unpredictable, and kids will do stupid things to dogs. Yeah, so pull any, their tails any, or whatever. All dogs can bite. Now, I have a staff, you know, on the on the restricted breeds, and and I guarantee you, I, I trust my staff more than children. I agree. I trust my staff with children, and I don't. Oh, I'm about to lose you there. Are you there? Sorry, Andy, go ahead. Yeah, I said I, I trust my... I implicitly trust my staff with children but I don't trust my retriever with children. No, there you go. What do you mean, there you go? I mean, Andy's already had one of his children's face bitten. Yeah, but by the retriever, yeah. Breed. Hang on. Is the retriever on the Dangerous Dog Act? No, no, but he's a big enough dog. You're going on about height and size here. I am going on about height and size. There's a height and size with ourselves. We're talking about there's dogs smaller than Alsatians that are on the, the Dangerous Dogs Act. It doesn't matter that that, that retriever, I'm not con- con- contradicting myself, that retriever is not on the Dangerous Dogs Act, and that proves my, my point. But I, no, but they also did talk in this particular meeting they had today about adding dogs to that list, by the way. Should they add more dogs or breeds to that list? Take them off the list. Never mind. Oh, why, would you be take, why would you be taking dogs off the controlled list? Because the whole idea is that if you see somebody walking down the street with a dog that's, you know, considered to be, I suppose, to do more damage... Um, and we only had a story last week of a young woman who was walking her dog in Dollymount Beach and two staffs came running out of nowhere and absolutely massacred her dog, destroyed it. Um, and those dogs should have been muzzled. Well, they, of course they should have been muzzled. They, they those dogs would have been trained to do that from the start. That's not in the dog's nature to go off and just attack a dog. I, I've done it a million times with my dogs. And they've they've never gone and attacked dogs and mauled them to death on the, on the beach. Well, it's, well, well, stay there. Let me just go to. I want to go to Pat first. So let's go to Pat. Pat, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Pat? Bring your dog. Hi, how are you? How you doing, Pat? You've been listening there to Andy and uh, my. I dog. have, and quite frankly, I'm finding it comical to think that a dog like a Rhodesian Ridgeback or a staff or an English staff or are, are acceptable family pets. They're not. These dogs are on a dangerous dog list for a reason. They're, they will kill a child. They won't kill a child. They will kill a child. Sure, Jack Russell could kill a child. Well, well, hold on for a second, lads. Let, let's uh, stay there for a second. Sorry, Pat. Let's talk facts here, Andy. They have killed children. I, I, I and and uh, bull breeds, or I suppose these type of breeds, what they call molosser breeds, right? Which includes bull mastiffs, includes um, staffies, and includes all them. They have been responsible for the deaths of more children and more people in the world than every other breed put together. Because, but, 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 hang on, hang on. Let, let, Pat, let just Pat finish his point, Andy, and I'll let you, I'll let you respond to it. Sorry, go ahead. Now, hang on, lads. I haven't interrupted you. What you have is you have unresponsible owners who believe that they have the right to walk exactly. these killing exactly. machines around who would kill kids. I, I, have, I have two rescue dogs, two rescue pups that I got as from the rescue centre. Hang on. Two rescue wow. pups that I got from the rescue centre, and they're the most placid dogs. 
but because of the breed, not because of the way I bred them. I have no idea of their history, but I'm telling you that these two small dogs are perfect family pets, but dogs like, like, like staffs with jaws as oh, wide as a baby's perfect. arm are not are not acceptable as a family pet. It's not crappy. You can bring a staff. You can bring a staff up like a baby, and that staff Jesus. will treat. You can from the start. Them dogs are bred like that. Yes, it's in them, like it is in every animal. But it's enhanced in how you train them. You're, you're, contra- you're contradicting yourself constantly, Michael. You've just said yes, it's in them, like it is in every animal. That's all I'm saying to you. And by the way, for example, a collie is the most likely dog to bite you. Uh, that's statistically they're the most likely dog to bite you, right? And that wouldn't be considered okay. to be a dangerous dog, right? Uh, most likely to bite you, but it's still not going to do as much damage as a staff biting you. That's the point that Pat is making. That he's not suggesting that these dogs generally are more likely to bite or more likely to attack you because they're not, but they are more likely to do more damage if they do Niall, attack you. Now, can I just say something? Do you understand the concept of risk? Yes. And what is, what is the concept of risk? How do you calculate risk? Well, you calculate risk based on statistics, don't you? And, 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 and the, uh, basically, it is a chance, which we can call you know, statistics, and we multiply it by the consequence of severity. That's how you risk assess. So really, you know... Well, then, well, then, we, should, well, then we should eliminate risk. staffs altogether, then, if we go by that, no, that logic. No, because you should eliminate college, because they're a greater, they've got a greater bite rate. And I think well, fact, what you find is... Staffs kill more people. Staffs kill more when, children. What bollocks are you reading? That's what not bollocks, that's actually reading? fact. I'm sorry, it's not staffs. No, you've got it wrong. I'm sorry to be very predictive about this. You're not, I don't have it wrong. That's a statistical fact that these dogs, uh, you know, that the, the, they are more likely than any other breed to kill somebody. No, they're not. Okay. You, can, you can all argue as much as you want and say no, they're not, and try and convince yourselves of that fact. But I'm telling you now, statistically, that is the fact. That they are that the breed is more likely to kill than any other breed, actually, than all other breeds put together. You're getting your breeds confused there, Niall. No, I'm not. Tell you. you are, because you're actually talking about, we're talking about specific, I was specifically referring to Staffing and Bull Terriers. You were going across the whole massive breed, which includes things like pit bulls, which are used for security in places like America. And unfortunately, in, when you have like dogs like that used for security... Well, would you, keep a, pit bull, would you keep a pit bull as a family pet? Well, I, I personally wouldn't, no. Right, why, I, and why, I, I, why? I that question. Why, because I, I think, I think they have an unpredictable nature, but that's my opinion. And, unpredictable, and I, and I exactly. And, but that's all dogs can bite. Now, it's my choice, I, I, and I hate this fucking term, rescue dog. I mean, it's the biggest load of crap going, you know, rescue dog. My two dogs are rescue dogs. I don't call them rescue dogs. Well, they want a bloody medal, because i got two dogs, you know, off the street. No, I, I, I didn't pay for my breed. I didn't, I didn't go out and pay somebody yeah. to breed a dog. I went to, I went to a, 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 a dog puppy rescue centre and I went and I bought my two dogs for 25 quid each. And they're the well, most loved dogs I, in the I, world. I, I okay, here, here's the statistics. We don't have a statistic in Ireland because thankfully too many, not too many people have been killed in this country, right? But here's the statistics in the United States because you've got 380 million larger sampler size, right? Um, this is uh, to give you a graph here of all the, the breeds that are likely to kill. And still responsible for the most fatal attacks in the US, by far, killing 284 people over a 13-year period. That's not including maiming, removing arms, legs, or, you know, almost killing. That's killing. Uh, 284 over a 13-year period. 66% of all total fatalities by dog are by pit bull-type breeds. 
Right. Right. Look behind them for security. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they don't breed them to kill children. They're breeding them for security. That's all, Niall. For God's sake. And the point and the point I'm trying to make is that yes, everybody listening with their staffies at home or their German shepherds or I'll they're probably very safe. They're probably wonderful dogs. But the point is, if they do turn and bite, that's the end of your child. But well, you're not breeding Pomeranians for security for a drug dealer, are you? Yeah, no, because a Pomeranian's not going to bleed and kill you. Yeah, but it, it's, it's going to bloody bite you. But it's not going to kill you. We're talking they about death here. Pomer- Pomer- you're you're missing the whole point of like what, what, what it's involved in, like looking after a dog and the irresponsibility and the different way people look after dogs and family pets. And it's one thing having the, you know, vicious American bull, pit bull terrier to sort of guard your drug stash and, and, and having staff as a family pet it's two completely exactly. opposite end of the spectrum you know examples and unfortunately all these stats from america when you go statistics as i tell people on a regular basis are just groups of stories and when you drill down into those groups of stories you will find that a lot of these kids have wandered into the wrong place where these yeah. fucking wankers okay. have these Okay, I'm going to read you more statistics here in case you're interested actually. One. um this another study that conducts the dogs that were most likely to attack right uh, ironically enough, uh, Labrador Retrievers. 13.3%. Let me finish, okay? Didn't I say that? Pitbulls, 8.4% are pitbull type breeds. German Shepherd, 7.8%. Rottweilers, 3.9%. And Chows. I've never What's a Chow, by the way? Uh, 3.5%. So your Retriever, by the I way, is more, is more likely to attack than any other breed. Now, that doesn't mean it's like he's killed. Did I not say about three years ago that, in fact, they don't trust my Retriever with children? No, but did I did I not say that? But but three of those dogs, Michael, out of the four that I read, are actually on the control dogs list. Right, and, and I've just said now that I don't trust my retriever with children. You can't one hundred percent trust any dog. With, with so what you're so what you're saying to me, Andy, is that you don't think a retriever is a suitable family pet? I think all dogs can bite now. That's why I'll tell everybody, and I'll stick with that party line. Yeah, and I agree. Sorry, sorry, Pat. Ownership, which means you have to accept that all dogs can bite. Dogs bite generally for a reason, and it's generally a response to a stimulus. And whether that's blowing in the dog's ear, pulling its tail, or, or crowding it by a group of children and frightening it, these are the reasons why dogs bite. I mean, you have to sort of have a certain element of, of a knowledge of how dogs behave. And it's the little dogs, in my experience, and I was worked for an animal charity for many years now, as a driver, that it's the little dogs that are far more likely are a greater risk because whilst they would do inflict less damage as a statistic, yes. they are far more likely to try and bite you, the little feckers. Okay, well, stay there a second. Let me go to James as well. James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? <laughs> How's it going now? Uh, James. Now, we're all getting very angry tonight. Uh, but the government has started submissions for new legislation around control, do- control of dogs and breeds. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe that the dogs that are currently on the control dogs list are suitable family pets? They can be, but very few people have the capabilities of raising them correctly. So we probably do need to heighten the regulations for who can own these particular dogs. And what about muzzles and short leads? And- well, my belief is every dog, and I know that's a cliche, but every dog should be with a muzzle and on the lid. Every dog? Every dog, regardless of size. Yeah, but I mean, what about, you know, Mary or Johnny run down the road with his poodle? It's probably not likely to bite anybody, is it? It doesn't matter. It's or still do, or a do any dog, damage to anybody. A dog really. out in public it should be muzzled. 
Right. Just, a, just as a rule of thumb. I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't. Some dogs are tiny, so the muzzle will be bigger than them. Because I, well, no, I'll be honest with you, okay? It's more of a prevention. Because from my experience, right, I know you're not going to be happy with this, but I have a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, okay? Right. I do. Now, I, I have You have three young kids. Previous to the children coming, I, I have this dog. But you have a baby in the house. No, they're separated. They are separated. Right? I know, but I tell you, James, just like, okay, it's your, whatever you want to do yourself, whatever floats your boat, it's your life. I had young children and had a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Curtis, my oldest son, was, was only about four years of age, we had a Highland Terrier, mm-hmm. a little West Highland Terrier. Um, and the, the dog was with us for about four or five years before he was born. Mm-hmm. And the dog was always in the house, sat on the sofa, sat on the floor. So along comes Curtis. He starts to crawl, right? And the dog was in the corner of the room and went shooting towards him. And I put my foot out and pushed her away. I kind of kicked her away as she went to bite him. Mm-hmm. Now, she missed him, but she bruised the size of the side of his face mm-hmm. because she actually, I stopped her getting that far. She could have done a bit of damage to his face because he was in her territory all of a sudden. Now, now the thing about it is, the thing about it is, I trusted that dog. I trusted mm-hmm. the dog, but I was wrong to trust the dog. Now, don't get me wrong, the dog never yeah. did it again. It never I happened again. I still have dogs. But I, you can't I trust the them, jo- James. Okay. okay, I understand the sentiment. Right, I do. But six years of experience so far, and it's going pretty well. And I genuinely put in concerted effort to try understand the situation that was going on with territory, with food, separation, controlled contact, all of this. And genuinely, you know, six years, I've not had an issue. Six years, I, I eased the dog into the relationship with the baby. I took it deadly serious because I know the potential of the animal I have. And would you let would you let a staff close to a baby? No, no, I don't. So how do you yeah. inter- how do you introduce a baby to a staff? It's slow. You you should actually start with a doll. The the dog should get used to you with a doll. With the bottle and the doll, you teach the dog space when you have the when you have the doll, and then there's a much easier transition. Over. And but what happens when the baby starts? Is the dog in the house all the time? Yeah, no. No, it would be equal. Uh, it'd be in the pr- probably for an hour if it's raining or something. If it's like decent weather like today, no, they'd be out the back. She'd be out the back. Or they'd bring her in. And what, happen, what happens if the door opens? Baby's on the floor. Missus opens the door for whatever reason, lets a bit of fresh air, and the dog flies in the door. No, baby yeah, on the floor. it gets the potential now. Six years, it hasn't happened. I know, I know, and, and thankfully nothing has happened. And, and nothing dog, maybe will ever happen. But the, but the point is, there's a risk. No, make a point. Well, Andy, you can make a point, but you you found out the hard way that there's a risk. No, no, I I always knew there was a risk, and and it can happen very quickly. And what I'd say is that I would trust, and I'll reiterate the point, I would trust my staff far more with children than I would with a retriever, because staff are bred for fighting, and therefore they are used to being handled by humans. They are very subservient to humans. Yeah, but you they, you, you would have said not. the same thing to me about your retriever before that actually happened. If we had had you on the air before that happened, i trust me retriever. No, I wouldn't have now. Yeah, but, but okay, but, but then if you didn't trust your retriever, how did that happen that night or that day? Because I told you, and I'll reiterate again. I know, he blew in the bloody dog's ear. Yeah, but how did you let that situation happen where your little child was in the same room alone with the dog? It wasn't. It was, I was in the same room. I was there I was there with one, one child on the sofa. The other child was there sort of on the floor with a dog, you know, two foot away from me. And next minute I heard the dog growl. And, and that was it. He, he snaps. Now, um, 
Which Niall, yeah, well, sorry, Pat, you want to say something? Oh, Michael, you want to say something? Niall, no, I just want to say something. Dogs, you know, most of the time will resource guard. The resource, the person who provides for them water, food, love, walks them, cares for them, they'll protect them naturally. That could have happened there really quick. But that's the the point. Dog and, and, and I agree, and I agree. But the point is, it happened. Of course it does. It and I, and I can, and I, but I, I, I think you can reduce the risk of things like that happening and the danger of things like that happening and the outcome of something like that happening. Thankfully, Andy's you know, son only ended up, well, I mean, when I say thankfully, it was still a bad situation. He ended up getting plastic surgery. But he could have been dead. Uh, been a, a, been, been a bit unlikely. Not too many people have been died from single dog bites. People are normally... What about that story we covered last more. year? The, the, the shocking story was all over American news. Woman has a baby, comes home, herself and her husband are sitting on the bed with the brand new baby, the staffy they've had for years, the family pet who they said never would harm a fly, was sitting on the bed beside the baby and they were there she was and the baby sneezed. The dog turned around, one bite to the head, baby dead. I, I doubt a I say one the dog got a fright. The dog got a fright. Yeah, Niall, uh, and here in Galway as well. That was a bad temperament, though. Niall, Niall. Yeah. Niall, here in Galway last year, there was a there was a man in the outskirts of the city. Somebody walked into the garden. Two dogs. They attacked the person, and they're defending their territory. Killed the person. Killed the person. I do remember that story actually. Yeah. It was very sad, but they, they were protecting their resource garden and they're protecting their property and their owner. It just because it's a natural trait that's in them, in every dog, whether they're dangerous or not. Yeah, sorry, James. Come. Well, we lost James there. Out loud. Oh yeah. Well, 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 hang on. Let me just. I, I need to go to um, Jerry. It is Jerry. You're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jerry? How's it going? Sorry. Yeah, uh, Jerry. What would you like to say? I would just say you, you can't trust any dog. No, I would agree. Don't don't put it on to um, dangerous risks or um, it's um, it's any dog. I mean, imagine standing here waiting on to get online with you, and uh, Desi's 17-year-old daughter playing with the little Yorkshire Terrier and having amazing fun with her. But I still wouldn't trust her with the grandchild. Yeah, and the little Yorkshire Terrier, by the way, could turn around and bite any minute. It can bite any minute yeah. at any time. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, it probably won't, but it could. I, it won't. He was, he, he was there on my own today with the grandchild, and he, there he was. You know, she'd, she'd go over and she'd lick him on the side of the head while he's crawling around. But you have to be ready to jump at any stage just in case he grabs him or whatever. Bites him. Dogs are dogs. Yeah, no. but the point I was trying to make was if your little Yorkshire Terrier bites your child, it'll do a bit of damage. It could end up with scarred for of life. Course, uh, okay, but if that was a staff it or a Rothweiler, it would be 10 times worse. It'd be game over. Game over, exactly, yeah. James, would you not agree? Oh, possibly, yes. They have great potential to kill. Yeah. Of course. So why and would you take that risk? Be, okay, but that's why certain individuals choose these breeds. And unfortunately, I get lumped in with them, you know? Um, yeah, because generally the types <coughs> of people you see with them, I'm not saying you, James, because there are responsible people with them as well, right? But generally the types that I see with them are tow rags. Be responsible people. I have to be responsible people. Well, well I've been surprised by the characters who have stopped me along the way. You know when I'm walking? Mm. Usually the scrubs don't stop me. <clears throat> they just do the stupid, you know, this nonsense. Like they just presume a dog knows a command. But um, all walks of life stop me and compliment me. You know, I wouldn't say it's one, just one type of individual. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, and it, because my dog is a beautiful example of the breed. 
and she has a, a wonderful temperament. I do get lots of compliments on her. She's a sound dog. Believe it or and not, she probably has dog. muscles like a bodybuilder. Like, well, she has bulk muscle rather than just definition. Which that's the, right. it's that's the different the uh, body type. Sorry, sorry, Jerry, what are you saying, James? It's the temperament of the dog as well. And how, whatever way, where it came from in the original. Yeah, well, it's the lineage. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's it. I, I wouldn't buy any fighting lines. There is specific bloodlines that are designed for fighting. Higher pain thresholds, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to know what you're buying when you're dealing with these breeds. But because some gobshites like to think that they're a, a, an extension of their ego, we suffer the stigma. Oh, we you want know? this dog like, just to walk around with us and be a fighting dog. like. Mm. You know, yeah, like, sure it's it's terriers are, like, I know, like, it's cliche, but they are a beautiful pet. And they, and they sure. were formerly known as the nanny dog, right? And these gobshites in America, once they outlawed this bull baiting, that's the original purpose of the breed, then these clowns moved on to fighting them. And that destroyed some of the... Yeah, but, but the, and the reason they used them for fighting in particular was because they're quite a powerful and strong dog. Well, it's their pain threshold. Yeah. They have, they have an well, and they're, and they're, and they're, they're muscular. Pain. I mean, look at the jaws. I mean, a mate of mine has one, and... The, he, what he does is when he's out playing with it, right, he has this rope thing with the knots on each end, you know, one of those yokes, right? Mm-hmm. And the dog grabs onto it. He swings the dog, lifts the dog up. The dog is actually lifting, holding onto this. The jaws, the jaws of these dogs are so strong. Well, well, you see, you can teach them to hold and exercise their jaws, which will increase their bite force. Now, I haven't done any of that with mine purposely. But they, but they naturally have a very strong bite force per square inch or per pound per square inch. As far as I know, they have a particular jaw that is oversized or something. Mm-hmm. So look at the muscles in the side of their face. That's all, the width of their faces. That's all you're going to look at. Let me just go to David. David, you're a classic. How are you doing, David? Hi, how are you? It says on my screen, David has the most dangerous dog in the world. Yeah, that's what you said last time. Why, what's your dog? Dogo Argentino. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I do remember you on the... Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, oh, you were yeah. on during the remember. day. You were going back about a year and a half ago. That's about a year and oh, a half ago, David. Much. Pretty much. Yeah, I remember you telling me all about your dog. Okay, yeah. and what's it calling? Remind me again. It's Argentinian Mastiff. A Brazilian Mastiff. Argentinian. Argentinian, Argentinian Mastiff. Okay. Yeah. Hugo Argentino. Right, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, and, and you you admit that it is, you know, the, uh, classed as the most dangerous dog in the world. No, it's, they are hunting dogs. What I want to say is about staffies and pit bulls. People, when they're breeding them, it's called selective breeding. You breed the dogs to get certain look, certain behavior, certain everything. You can basically design a dog. People that are fighting dogs, they, they, they pick the most aggressive dogs, and that's why they fight. People that are doing, getting dogs for shows, they pick dogs that are nice and pretty, but they're not very aggressive. I'm looking, now, at, I'm looking at a picture, by the way, of a doggo Argentina here. All right. Yeah, he's, he's like, he looks like a staff, but he's just a bit taller. Now, one of those he has no staff in, in it. Yeah, but that dog was created out of 10 breeds, but has no staff in it. No, has people. Yeah. He, he, great is he white? Is your one white as well, by the way? Yes. They only they come in white. white. Oh, they only come in white, do they? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so when you say they only come in white, are they bred from albino? They're bred like that, yeah. Right, okay. It's and called selective breeding. That's how you get them. But it's selective. But it's selective breeding when you reduce yes. the de- the the gene pool, so to speak. Right? Yes. Are you not in danger then, or a risk of having dogs that are mental cases? No, because what what happens there, you basically that's why you have all the dogs that that 
proper pedigree. They have proper pedigree. You see the bloodlines, and you see where they came from, what they were doing before. So basically, if you take two hunting dogs, they're going to have a high drive to hunt. So they might be dangerous for any animal that's going to be near them. My dog, it's a show dog. He was bred from a show dog line, bloodline. So he is less dangerous than the other. So he has a potential to kill, but it's not the reason why he's existing. You get me? No, no, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. Just like some human now, beings. The list, <laughs> the dangerous list, dog list, it's brought in from other countries because there are no cases in Ireland. I can understand that. But the responsible owner can do with dog whatever they want. And I agree with the lad, you can't trust dog 100% because they're only animals. They have their instincts, they can do this, they can do that. You get me? And do you have children? I do have two. One is 18, one is 14. Okay, so they're a bit older. They're responsible children. Yes, but they, Bonbon is now five years old. So the youngest one was eight. What's the name of the dog? Bonbon. Bonbon? Yeah. Oh, okay, like the sweet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, and you, you show this dog, so you keep this dog no, well-groomed? I, and... I, I can't show him. Why? Uh, for different reasons, but okay. I can't show him. Because his ears. <clears throat> yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because yeah, of his ears. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with his ears? The, the example they were you're cropped. viewing there on the internet, probably the dog has pointy ears. But that's right, he has, yeah. short, he has pointed ears, pointed upwards. Ears just more like if you're going to have a look ears. on the pictures, some of the ears are floppy. Some of them oh, are I, yeah, floppy. I'm looking at one here with floppy ears. Has yours got yeah. floppy ears? No, no, mine doesn't. That's the original. Oh, the original. You can't show it because it's James, James, you know an awful lot about them, James, don't you? I, I, I love these breeds. You should check out type in XL fully there. Type in what? XL bully. XL bully. Now, these are in Ireland now, though, over, eight years. Of a truck. It's a, well, when I put in XL bully, it comes up as XL bully pit bull. Yeah, no, but they, yeah, well, they're like uh, a little fat pit bull. No, it's not little. No, there's nothing little about these dogs. No, they're about 80 kilos. Jase, no, I'm not. Oh, you're right. I'm looking at somebody standing beside when it's up to his hips. It's, <laughs> it's not that little. That's, jeez, that's a monster. They're in yeah, Ireland. It's huge. It's huge. They're in Ireland. But, now, I'll put it this way. Nile, there's yeah. a guy in Malahite, right? Yeah. He is a dog trainer, okay? Yeah. He has on his page a bully, XL bully. And that dog has... Never done harm to anyone. He was only for obedience in there. I don't know, lads, if I'd like to be in a room with one of these dogs. Of course you would like to be in a room with one of them. I'd shit they're myself. They're the same cuddly as the other dogs. They're just bigger. <laughs> but if he attacks me, he'll take a bigger lump out of me. <laughs> now, you know what, Niall? Well, when accidents happen, it's because, unfortunately, dogs are animals. And when you invade their territory, invade their personal space, I know it sounds a little bit silly, but yeah, yeah. you invade their space, they, feel, they might feel threatened, so they might have options. Ignore, flee, or attack. If the dog is in the corner, like your West Highland Terrier was in the corner, and your son or daughter went over to it, and yeah. the dog jumped, the dog didn't have a chance to run away. So, in that case, it's the last resort is attack. Well, I, now when that happened, I brought my dog then to a trainer because I was worried. Yes. And the, and the trainer told me most likely the reason the, the dog did it was because the child started to crawl and it was invading the dog's territory, which was... And the dog was in the corner, so the dog had no chance to run away. Well, either that, the, the dog considers that the ground, you know, because as far as adults say, he looks at adults and we're up high, but the ground in that area is his. Uh, 
yeah, and it may no have been territorial. Well, it's eye contact as well. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would have been at the same level as him. Yeah, like another dog, I suppose. Mm. You yeah, know, we completely misunderstand the psychology of dogs. Oh, well, no, I have a, I have a, uh, a Maltese, lads. I'm sorry, I know, it's a bit... You have a, you have a hamster, what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, no, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I have a hamster, yeah. I have a Maltese, which is like a piece of cotton wool with four legs, right? Oh, we know, we know. Now, when I bring her out for a walk... If XL Bully or your Adjo, whatever it is, is walking up the road, she'll go for it and she'll bark like nuts at it. But yes. as soon as the dog looks at her, she'll run away. Yes, but no, because no, no, it's no, the same thing, Nile, it's the same thing with, with, with other breeds. It's called selective breeding. Your Maltese was, was bred from different animals, from different, different dogs. And they created that little tiny thing that's afraid of the everything. <laughs> the tiny thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but the dogs start from 20 kilo up. Right. Anything below that is not a dog, it's a thing. No, it's just, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> right, I sorry to hurt your Okay, lads, you know more about dogs than I do. So let's, let's go back to the start very quickly, right? Yeah. Because let's get a little bit of an education here, right? So what, what's the history of dogs? Do all dogs come from wolves? If we go right yeah. back, we go right yeah. back. I mean, are, yeah, are all the breeds we see now, far. are yeah, all breeds we say man-made? Are they all man-made? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, well, we took wolves and domesticated them previously. Yeah, yeah but that's, but that's like know, thousands of years ago, so it, mm-hmm. it, the dog doesn't really have much to do with wolves, wolves these days. No, the DNA is probably, that part of the DNA yeah. is probably nearly gone. It's totally different. So how are we creating these new breeds just by crossing more dogs with each other? Yes, you know that like you have you look, you have a how you call them coca poodle or you have labradoodle or some other yeah, things that yeah, were created yeah. out of you know to to get it that selective breeding they created a dog like labradoodle it's a labrador crossed with poodle yeah it doesn't shed the size of a the size of a labrador and it ha- it's, it's highly intelligent but years ago we used to call those dogs mongrels. Yes, but now you can't call anyone names. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Even a dog. Yeah, pretty much. And what, so an ex-bully, what, I mean, James, what is an ex-bully? A cross between what and what? Multiple crosses. There's a bit of mastiff, Possibly, but, uh, possibly yeah. uh, mastiffs, a size of, let's yeah, say, Presa Canario, Dog Argentinos, stuff like that, big ones, mm-hmm. and then cross them with staffies and with pit bulls. And that's how you get the size then. Are, are, are ex-bullies legal in all countries? Uh, yeah, well, they're because they're not bulls, necessarily right? a breed. Are they not? No, they're not. Like, you, ha- you have a breed that are handmade by people, and then you have breeds that are registered by FCI, KFA, whatever, KFC and stuff. Okay. So they are actually registered as a breed. Right. Well, no, you pay about 2,000 euros for one of those. 2,000 euros? Oh, yes. They can, be, they, they can be very expensive. How much was your, your Argentino, or whatever he's 1600. called? 1,600. 1,600, your Jesus, yes. for a dog. Oh, lads, you are mad. All right, listen, lads, thanks for, thanks for the education <laughs> as well, by the way. Thanks. No problem. All right, listen, thanks to everyone who got involved in that conversation. I learned a lot.